Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the Light, the Fight podcast. Welcome to the OG Therapy. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of OG Therapy, and I got my favorite OGs with me as always, K. Scott and Rojo. What's up, fellas? What's good? What's yo, up? yo, yo. Happy Monday. It, it is a Monday. I don't know when you, you'll be listening to this, but it is Monday here. I thought it was Salt. Tuesday. It, no, well, it could be playing. Tuesday. Shoot, I'll I don't play. know. I got, my teeth, gonna be I got confused. my teeth knocked out earlier today. I don't know what day it is. You almost got me. Yeah, <laughs> trash day. That's what I thought about. The trash. The listeners know, gonna huh, be like, man. "Hold on, today's Wednesday." <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless what day it is, glad you guys are here, uh, following us here on the OG Therapy. And if you guys did not know, you guys can submit questions to us in the DMs, either personally or to our Instagram page, and that's under OG Therapy. But why don't you guys tell everybody where they can find you if they want to slide into your DMs and tell you guys some questions that they want for the podcast. Yeah, for sure. So for me, K Sky, if you want to hear my voice, uh, my all my social networks, you can find me at K Scott underscore two. Very clickable very easy to find yes and then for me on instagram you can find my instagram at robert l johnson 32 and then on my twitter i'm starting to learn how to use twitter that's showing my age i'm learning how to get back into it that shows but, you're um, young uh, well hey, don't feel like it but um, <laughs> my twitter handle is um at the rojo 32 all right uh, yeah 32 yep okay and i'm david underscore Kozlowski underscore uh, on Instagram. That's the only one uh, I'm active on right now. So if you guys want, like I said, uh, hit us up in the DMs. Let us know some questions you guys have for yourself or if you got a, a friend that you're asking the question for. As I do the air quotes sometimes, right. people are like, so I got this friend. You know, <laughs> they, they, they'd rather use their friend as uh, the person to ask the question for. Sometimes right. we do have friends that have questions or a friend, mm -hmm. or you may have questions of how to deal with your friend. So today we got another good question from a real life teenager, and I think Kay's gonna uh, dial this one in for us, right, Kenneth? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and dial this one like the weather man. So right. today on the, our forecast, uh, we have a message, a question, which is a really good doggone question. How do you find your purpose in life? Ooh, ooh, -hoo. yeah, ooh. -hoo. Well, I, I, throw it off the glass to cause real quick. <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, first of all, thanks for picking that one. And, and that's something that's like a, that's a question that's like pretty, well, it's very broad, very general, mm -hmm. but I actually like those questions because we can kind of go with, with whatever way we want to take it to. Right. So how do you find your purpose in life? Right. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I think the important part of that question is your purpose in life. So a cool book, if any, if anyone out there now for you teenagers listening, I don't know if you want to go and try to read this book or download this book. It's got some big words in it, but for you parents creep and listen to these episodes, um, it's a book called Social by Dr. Matthew Lieberman. And the reason why I bring this book up, and by the way, teenagers, you don't have to read it. I'm going to tell you some just important part in it right now. Excuse me. Well, he talks about how trying to live 
for yourself is actually extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. Trying to live your life so that your life makes the lives of other people's more livable, more bearable, and more manageable, that's actually a lot easier to do. Mm. He talks about in this book how um, we're not as much of individuals as we actually like to think we are. So um, one of the, the famous sayings that a lot of people say, like, when you're not in a good place, you're not doing good, people say, like, well, you just need to be true to yourself. You know, you, know, you just need to be true to yourself. Like, just do you. Well, then I've had a lot of young people tell me, go, yeah, yeah, they get this advice. And they said, there's only one problem. I said, what's that? They go, I don't know who I am. Mm. So there, there's a missing part in there. When people are like, oh, just be true to yourself. Just live your truth. You know, be true to you. It's like, okay, okay, it sounds really cool. But what if at that particular moment, maybe even if you've known who you are, felt like you had a good grasp on who you are in the past, maybe at that particular moment, you're feeling lost. Maybe you don't really know who you are. And so getting back to what the, the doctor said, uh, Dr. Lieberman said, in their research studying the, the brain, the actual brain on what's called fMRI machines that they, they study the brain with, they were able to find out that human beings, it's less about what we can do for ourselves and more about what we can do for our families, our friend groups, or our tribes, as they like to call it, right? In, in mm-hmm. history, is our communities were our tribes. When we offer something to them that makes their lives easier or better, then it's a whole lot easier to know that you matter, you you have a place in that in that position, uh, in that family, in that friend group, and because you have a position, because you play a role, then your um, your time, your energy, <clears throat> your your hard work, whatever it is, it's meaningful. So. The motivation is if I continue to work to make other people's lives better, to be in the service of other people, and I don't mean just like you have to do everything for free, but if you were to develop a, um, a skill set that was beneficial to your parents, to your family, to your friends. I know a lot of people that they were kind of like the, the comedian of the friend group and they're just really good at making their friends laugh and then next thing you know, they're doing a stand-up comedy somewhere, you know, like an open mic and they became comedians. I've, I've heard a lot of comedians talk about that. They became comedians simply because they were that friend in their friend group. And then they kind of got good at it. Next thing you know, someone encouraged them to go try it 20 years later. They're, you know, a very successful comedian. Same thing uh, with uh, people in a family. I know a lot of young people are really good at uh, tech. I'm really good at computers and video games and their parents, their uncles, their aunties, their grandparents. Like, how do you do this? And then they help their grandparent out with their cell phone. And then their grandparents like, oh my gosh, like, how did you do that? You're so amazing. You're so smart. Well, then the brain goes, huh? you're smart. You're amazing. <laughs> you like compliments. Okay. So then maybe I'll do more of that. Next thing you know, mom, I'm getting a job over at the Apple store. Really? Oh. Apple store? Like, yeah, you know, you're only six, you know, 17, 18 years old. Yeah. But you know, I'm just kind of handy with this type of thing. Mm-hmm. Kids start building stuff, tinkering stuff. They, they build a, something in the backyard. They, they're able to fix like uh, the car's brakes, whatever. Next thing you know, they want to become a mechanic. All those things, there's a natural reward system that when we help other people, it gives us certain rewards to say, hey, that's good to help other people. By the way, you may actually have a good knack for that, so mm. keep on doing that. The challenge that some of the people had on, when I said had, all three of us had on this podcast, right. is that what happens if your thing you're really good at and you're known for your whole entire life has a really short shelf life and it's called football (laughs) say it again then you have to start all over 
Mm-hmm. What's my purpose? What's my meaning to life? So Rojo, before we started talking, he said, man, I, this is a good question because you still struggle with this. Well, we all do to some degree, but the way I want to answer this question, instead of just being like, oh, you know, just be true to yourself, right? Wink, wink, like I said before. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to think about it. It's like a lot of people are really good at something that maybe that's not their hobby or their passion. But man, they add a lot of value into other people's lives. So mm-hmm. they end up doing that for a living. I'm an example of that. I found out I was really good at helping people that were struggling. And next thing you know, I'm going to graduate school and I'm becoming a therapist in counseling psychology. And then I start using those tools and I get better and better and better at it. No one told me out of high school, hey, you should become a, a therapist, talk about feelings all day long for a living. I didn't <laughs> even know that was a job option, right? Yeah. But I'm bringing that point up is that I just noticed that when I was going through my hard times, it made me very sensitive. When I showed sensitivity around people, a lot of people didn't see that coming. And so then they go, wow, you really made me feel good. And my brain was like, you're good at something besides football? Huh? Really? <laughs> right? And I'm like, wait, what happened? School sex? What? Right. And I know you guys can both relate that because I want to hear what you guys have to say. But that's how I want to answer that question. It's like, to find your purpose in life, it's really hard to find out, like, what am I going to do to change the world? Instead, if you invert that, if you look at it a different way, kind of like upside down, like, you know, invert it, you're like, what about me have I not discovered that I could bring to the surface that can make other people's lives better? And that's going to give me closer and closer and closer to all the great things I could accomplish. There's a lot of great people out there that do a lot of great things, but they made their money doing something that they're good at. Once they made their money, got their bills paid, then they started to do all the things that they really wanted to do. Very few people, you know, go into the pros and whatever their sport or acting, whatever it is. And at 21 years old are making millions of dollars. In fact, I actually don't envy those people. I think one of the worst curses you could have is, you know, in, in, in Hollywood, at least it seems like it is to be a child actor, like a superstar Mm. child actor. And one of the worst curses you can have in athletics is, you know, you, you go division one football or basketball and be a starter. The first day you walk on, the, on, <laughs> you know, on the field or in the yeah. NFL, it's like, okay, you're a quarterback as a rookie. We're going to start you your first game and you're going to get your butt kicked. That's going to be good for your career. Said no one ever. That's not ideal. <laughs> you know, you, you don't want to throw people into situations that they really have not, you know, got that confidence and built yeah, that, right. built that up. But really what it comes down to is like, if you know what you can do to help other people and what you're good at, your brain's going to give you all these positive rewards. You want to do mm-hmm. more of that. Sometimes it takes you in paths that are more um, self-preserved, like self, like uh, self-centered, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe modeling or certain things that, yeah, people like to look at you because you're beautiful, but that really doesn't, you know, it doesn't offer you any, some, any sort of like value to your tribe or your friend group, except for they can say, Hey, I know you. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So I'll shut up for a minute. Uh, Rojo, what, what are some of your thoughts about what I just said? Um, great, great. That was really or great. Or just thoughts. your own like, thoughts. You don't have to go off yeah. what I said. But. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to um, not base my answer off of yours, but I'm definitely going to lean on yours because yours is very, very, very true. That's one idea of looking at it that way. Yeah. And like for my idea of looking at, you know, how do you find your purpose? Um, when times get rough, like you was mentioning about service. When times get rough, where do you fall back on? And that's what I have to um, credit, you know, credit cause for, because it was a lot of times I listened to him speak 
and the wonderful speaker, wonderful talker, everything. And he always talks to me about things. And I'm finally getting close to finding my purpose. And that's because I'm understanding that I enjoy being around youth. I enjoy being around youth and little kids for some strange reason. I always found myself being happier and being less stressed and also enjoying it as in going back to my college days at the University of Utah, where I was working across the street at the Steiner Rec Center that has the indoor pool and everything. That's a really local community type of rec center. And I realized that in college, I love being around these kids in the summer program. Okay, yeah. boom, fast forward to making it to the NFL. NFL, I love play 60. I enjoy it. I love doing it. I love being around doing the play 60, getting the kids, getting the kids to do exercises outside. And I just loved it. And then yeah. now it's like, you know, trying to find a career, trying to find something I'm passionate about, yet I keep finding myself being around kids. Once I got done with the NFL, I was work, I was helping out at another rec center <laughs> where it was kids. And I was just loving to be around junior jazz and the soccer. Yeah. So it's like it's like that purpose, finding that purpose of life, it takes, it takes a lot of um, I say getting hit in the face with the, with what you should be doing and you telling yourself that's not what I should be doing. You know, because it was like, that's not what I should be doing. I shouldn't be hanging around kids like that. I, I I don't see it. But then I also got the green light after hearing some of the some of the parents. Uh, Kaz, you speaking to me about yeah. some of the things that's a natural talent that I have of talking to kids and being around kids and motivating kids. And I see it as like, oh, I'm just doing, I'm just enjoying them. That's my purpose of life. And I'm starting to realize it is to give back and be around, be around these kids and teach them some of the experiences that I've went through. And now I'm in a podcast with my guys, like with my boys, <laughs> and we're doing something that we're passionate about by giving yeah. some of these ideas back to the youth of some of the things we've been through. And it's not, no, we're doing this for money. We're doing this because we felt like this is what God is placing us here for, is to give y'all the advice, let y'all listen, and on top of listen, see where we can help you when you get into these speed bumps, you get into these stop signs and speed mm -hmm. bumps of life. That's right. Well, you, you know, I... Going on what you just said, that that's even though I didn't add that in there, we don't need a a fancy Harvard trained psychologist uh, like Dr. Matthew Lieberman, and I know he would say this too, <laughs> to tell us what you just said. But it just so happens in his research, that's what he's saying. It's harder to live for yourself. How, there's no way you could find because there's so many <clears throat> for a young person or an older person, but obviously we're talking to a teenager. There's so many options that you could get like paralysis by overanalysis. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I could do this. I could do that. Like, like you have all these different types of options. And even Rojo, you know, you get done playing pro football. You have all these options. But the one thing that kept on being constant was that when you did work with youth, you were always getting positive feedback. So yes. life, life is all about relationships, right? So what this doctor talked about, he said, there's something in our brain called mirroring neurons. Mirroring, mirroring neurons is just like what it sounds like. There's a part of our brain that we use other people as like a mirror. Mm -hmm. If other people are constantly giving you feedback, Rojo, that man, like, thank you so much. <clears throat> my son feels so comfortable. My daughter feels so comfortable working with you in these types of situations. You really help them out. Then what you're seeing in the mirror is that this is a talent. You're good at this. This is mm -hmm. talent. You're good at this. However, unfortunately, some talents don't really pay that well. Right. Mm -hmm. and yeah. i know for a long time and i don't think i ever told you guys this but for a long time i i i didn't want anything to do with mental health and working with youth in fact i went away from it a little bit for about like a year year and a half <clears throat> almost two years i was still dabbling with it but i just didn't want to do it full time anymore because i thought man 
I'm helping all these messed up kids. I'm helping them, but I'm not able to pay my bills. I'm not making any money. And even though their parents and and they're super happy and excited about it, I, I don't feel like I'm ever going to get ahead in life. And so I just, someone told me that I can't make a lot of money in this profession. So I just kind of took that on the chin and just kind of like played my pity party violin. Come to find out as like Rojo, you're saying, when you get enough validation from it and people keep on telling you're good, you're good. It came to a certain point. I'm like, you know what? Maybe they were telling me I couldn't make any money at it because they couldn't. Mm. Yes. Maybe this had nothing to do with, maybe this was all a deterrent. So for the people that are listening to this question that feel like, man, like, you know, I want to do this. I want to do that. Sometimes parents and sometimes friends are giving you um, advice because they're trying to save you from the hurt and pain. Sometimes they don't want to see you fail. Sometimes what you want to do might be scary to them. But other times when people are telling you, hey, listen, you know, maybe this is not the right path for you. Maybe that's just information they're giving you. Maybe that doesn't mean you don't want to go down that path. And I strongly suggest you think about it. If other people are telling you you're good at that, you're getting lots of validation for it. And one or two people have their own reasons for, for telling you otherwise, you might want to listen to the majority of people that are telling that you got some skills in that simply because mirroring neurons. The more feedback you get from people that, hey, you're a cool dude. Hey, you're a nice guy. We really like having you around. Well, then then you should be around those people more often, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they really appreciate something about you. You may have other friends you've known for 10, 12 years and they don't ever give you that positive feedback. They're not giving you those compliments. They're not acknowledging the great things they see about you. Well, maybe those people aren't going to help you find your life purpose like those other ones were. That's real. That is real. Okay, what are you thinking? You know, for the longest, just like probably you guys, you know, I always thought my purpose in life was to play football. I feel like that, yeah, that was my sole purpose because, like, early on in, in life, you know, football, it seemed like it was like a gift to me because it was just me one day just going out to my cousin's practice. And I was just after their practice, I was just running around in the back and the coaches came to me. It was like, where does this kid play? Like, does he play anything? And because me and my mom, we didn't have the funds in order to play. They sponsored me. So I'm like, OK, so people paying for me to play football because they feel like I have this skill. So I'm like, okay, this skill can one day potentially get us out of our situation. So I always felt and identify the football as, oh, this is my purpose in life to get us to that destination so I could be able to take care of my mom so we can get out of the situation we're in. And then once I got to that destination where I thought was my purpose and it was completely gone, I realized that like football wasn't really my purpose. It was more of uh, a destination to get me to use the platform to be able to make an impact on other people. Cause all the time when I was growing up, you know, I always was connected to like my environment and, and, and making sure like the people in my environment had the information they needed to like uplift them and things of that nature. Even my mama, like my mama was like a mama to everybody. Like she yeah. always gave back. She gave, like she always wanted to help people. And that's sort of my thing too. Like when I feel like, or see people struggling, I want to be able to help them to make them feel empowered, motivated. And so like, I always, like when I got done with football, I viewed football more as a platform that I can use to help empower people. And so when that platform was gone, I inside me, like motivated me, was like, I need to connect with something that gives me that same drive. And that's what got me into nonprofit organizations. And I remember the first nonprofit organization I worked with was a domestic violence shelter. And then, you know, being in those shelters with the with the families and not only the families, it was the kids in those certain situations. And they were yeah. looking up to me like for hope, 
like, hey, how did you? I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And so, like, I, like, felt that in my gut. So, like, oh, I need to be connected <laughs> to that. And then I went into a fatherhood program where I helped incarcerated individuals, like, you know, get them back on their feet. And so I've always, like y'all mentioned, like, I've always felt in my gut to help people and I got it from my mom like my mom helps people my grandma helps people yeah. you know and it's just something inside of me so like it seems like you don't ever you don't really have to find your purpose your purpose tends to find you it seems like you know because you feel it like it's something you feel it's, it's a weird thing but you feel it and that's what I felt like growing up you know I just I love connecting with people and helping them you know, I'm like the raw, raw guy, like the the encourager, the motivator, you know, to, you know, help them get from point A to point B. But uh, as far as purpose, you know, to answer the question, I just feel like, you know, like I've been reading this book called Ikigai. Uh, it's a Japanese term. It's a philosophy and it means a uh, reason for being. And they said, uh, in order to find your purpose in life, you got to uh, something you love, something you get paid to do, something the world needs and something like that's a passion or something like that. And so I feel like me my purpose like encompasses all that and i'm like ah finally found my reason for being and it's sort of like what rojo said look at where we are we're sitting in front of the you know each other doing what we're yeah. doing with og therapy going to assemblies making an impact and we're doing it in such a way that's authentic and original to us so you know it's weird finding purpose you don't really have to find it you know it finds you that's all oh, i can yeah. say do you remember a long time ago I had this conversation? You may not remember the conversation, but you probably remember this one part that I said. And I've said something similar to you, Rojo. And I think for Rojo, especially what you got going on in your life right now, it's very relevant. We talked about it, Ken, like when football was basically done, I was like, hey, football, like you said, is a blessing. Like all this type of thing, like this is what you're supposed to do. I said, maybe football is a vehicle and you still got more gas in the tank. Yep. Like it got you this one location, but like, that's just like football is a vehicle. Okay. I got to this location. That was the vehicle right mm -hmm. now. You can get in other vehicles. You know, you got other places you still need to go. That was just one vehicle. It got you a college degree, right? right? Mm -hmm. Multiple college degrees. It got you influence relationships. Like right. it got you this thing that now you you're undeniable. Like no one can take those degrees away from you. No one can take right. those experiences away from you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so same thing with Rojo too. It's like all the things that you've been up to this point, those have all been vehicles. But if you think about it, you're still the person driving every one of those vehicles. Yes. <laughs> like, 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 like that's you in every yes. single one of those vehicles. Mm -hmm. so you're taking yourself everywhere you go and i love to hear you guys say this about youth because when i was coming up i was told i couldn't make money doing this and after that time i got away and i came back started doing it more and more i proved throughout years you can't make maybe good living just doing one specific job but if you're helping people in lots of different aspects and lots of different mm -hmm. avenues something about that desire to continue to go forward there's yeah. always the there's always the leaders of every industry. It doesn't matter right. that industry doesn't pay a lot. Like let's say it's like oh there's some lady out there making millions of dollars in sewing. So she's a million dollar in sewer. She just got <laughs> so dialed in. It's like right. she learned how to sew in different types of ways. Next thing you know, moms all across America mm -hmm. like signing up for a Patreon account. You know they're signing up like to be specially taught by her. You know what I mean? It's just like that's how you find your purpose. What you guys both just said. It's just like you got to put it all out there, mm -hmm. right? You got to make yourself available. Otherwise, you'll never know what you're capable of doing. But you got to be like Rojo and you guys said, if you're not in the process of helping other people, how are you supposed to learn about what you offer if you don't know what you're good at to the community? Oh, that's real. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I'll tell you what, you guys, I, I think we, we nailed another one right there. So, again, thank you to the teenager that sent that in. Follow all of us on Instagram and uh, um, also on YouTube as well. Go to YouTube. It's still Light the Fight right now, Light the Fight podcast. That's going to be changing really soon in the very near future. Everything that we're doing is going to be called OG therapy because at the end of the day, we're just OGs trying to help you, right? So right. as we as we've been making a custom of always saying at the end of our podcast, no matter what's got you down on your knees, don't forget to come listen to your OGs. We got your back. And until next time, thank you guys and be cool. know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry-free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.